Welcome to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast, where we discuss the technical and people side of safety. Safety should be your primary leadership tool for discovering more about your people and culture. Your host is Dr. Mark French, also known as the Safety Dude. Mark is a credentialed, experienced, and passionate professional with experience in automotive, food, chemical, nuclear, e-commerce, and energy sectors. He is going to share information and anecdotes from years of experience in the people side of safety based on industrial and organizational psychological theories. Safety is so much more than a technical skill. It is a motivational need that defines the culture of your organization. Employee safety is a meaningful business practice that makes a direct impact on everyone through direct behavioral engagement. That is why your organization should be using safety as a key method to learn about your culture and lead your teams. Thanks for joining this episode as we talk through current issues in people management and how they impact our everyday workplace. Welcome to this episode of the Leading and Learning Through Safety Podcast. Hi, I am your host, Mark, and again, so happy you've joined me for this episode. I want to get things started by giving a huge shout out to the My EHS Alliance, that's MI, Health and Safety Alliance. Uh, Tammy does a fantastic podcast, and I was honored, such a great honor to be part of an episode that just recently released, so just a few days ago. An episode with me uh, released, and we're talking all about systems and the systems of safety. So first, I want to direct you over there. If you love podcasts, especially about health and safety, and even some of the the larger aspects of the people part of health and safety, you've really got to check the My Health and Safety podcast. That's MI Health and Safety podcast. We talk about systems and how systems are such an integrated part of what we do in safety. And what I really loved uh, about the podcast is Tammy knows how to ask really interesting questions. I sometimes overcomplicate things. (laughs) There's really no surprise there. I think things through, I talk about it, and I keep talking about it, thinking that I'm explaining it better and better each time I say it, when really I'm just digging something a little bit deeper and maybe not really explaining it any better. So we were talking. She asked some phenomenal questions to get to the root of really what is a safety system. So I want to kick off the podcast and kind of expound. One, you need to listen to the podcast because I'm not going to like rehash what's in there. I want you to listen to that one because it's really fun, uh, really interesting content. But I think it allowed me in my head to clarify the idea of safety systems. And that sounds like such a complicated word. When we talk about safety systems, we think about ISO certification. Uh, If you're in the chemical industry, maybe it's responsible care or environmental, there's an ISO system for that or VPP for OSHA. That's a safety system. And we think about the complexities. I know I do when setting up systems or even coming in to maintain a system or go through an audit. There is a lot of detail. There's a lot of work involved and a lot of paper and a lot of process And when you say the word system, it 
automatically kind of feels overwhelming. Like, oh my goodness, there's no way I can do that. When in reality, your safety systems are little bite-sized pieces of what you do that standardize your process. And what's so important about standardization? And this is something a lot of people struggle with, is they, they think standardization can sometimes be the opposite of freedom to think. That's not true. Sometimes it can be. But in the spirit, in the great essence of what standardization should do, what it should do is take the routine, the things that are normal, the things that should happen automatically, and it puts it in place so we don't have to think about those anymore as much, that we can see it, look at it and go, is there a problem? Or is it falling outside our normal tolerance for that issue? And then we go and either address it or let it run. So if you're thinking about it from a quality standpoint, you're running parts, boom, boom. You check occasionally to see if it's within tolerance. Same thing with safety. And let's take a very simple safety process, your chemical inventory. You want to assure that no new chemicals are brought on site without approval. And who's going to know when it's approved? Well, hopefully you go back and go, how do we purchase? Is everybody got the freedom to purchase anything? And, or where do we purchase from? And there you can go, okay, if we have one centralized purchasing process, you can go to that person and go, well, if you see chemicals in there uh, that we've never, maybe there's a way to flag it in the system. That's standardization. It takes it away from the human error. Or if the person can just say, hey, if there's any chemical, let me approve it first before we order it. Or if it's something that's on a reoccurring order that we know we have, then we can assure that we have the right MSDS or SDSs in place. So the system is there to take the workload off of us, to standardize something easy. And then you start with the easy systems. Maybe it's injury reporting. How do we want that flow to happen? Because without that, it can be true chaos and it can be very costly to have a system that doesn't allow team members to get the help they need when they need it, if they need it. So we think about that safety system again and we go into it and we think, okay, what is the system should be? It should be they report to a certain person. It escalates as needed. There's a first aid program as needed. So we can look at that see if it's functioning the right way and then either let it run or fine tune it as needed. And that's really the point of these safety systems. You start with these small ones and then there's one system that allows all of your other systems to essentially talk to each other. That's really what it should be is that they function together in some semblance of an overarching system. So don't think when we say the word safety system, that it has to be something super complicated. It's really helping us as the safety person to take some work off of our shoulders so that we can move on to other things that are more important than the routine tasks that are always there. So switching topics real quick, I want to jump in about, uh, as we're talking about safety systems, it really comes down to a lot about leadership and what is leadership. You are listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast with Dr. Mark French. Something I've been developing off and on as part of my business, TSD Amalgamated, leadership training. 
and not just safety leadership, but overall leader, taking responsibility for people. Because if you take responsibility for people, safety is inherent. And I've been working on a great process that if you're interested in it, reach out to me. And we take a lot of standardized assessments, your Myers-Briggs, uh, your your Blanchard SL2, uh, the using Gallup Clifton Strength Finder and Talent Finder to look at you as an individual. And once we discover that individuality, we then see that as an individual, we like to be communicated. We like to be motivated in different ways. Therefore, other people need to be communicated and and motivated in different ways. And as we do that, we develop this wonderful system that we are motivating people toward being the best they can be. And we're setting goals and it could be safety goals, production goals. And we help each other become accountable to achieving these great people-based goals. And that's where I really love focusing on leadership with my HR and safety background and industrial psychology is looking at how we as individuals help motivate the group as we can be great leaders. So if you're interested in something like that, I do encourage you to reach out and let's talk more about that. I've got more podcasts coming up in just a moment. It's time to rehumanize the workplace. Having the means and methods to engage and empower your team is more important than ever. Fortunately, TSD Amalgamated is here for you. They focus on better understanding your organization's culture through team building, safety auditing, personal assessments, leadership training, and compliance-based systems. Their staff has the training, knowledge, and experience to help you achieve safety, compliance, and beyond. Visit tsdamalgamated.com for more information. Welcome back to the second half of our Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Again, very happy you could join me. I am your host, Mark, and let's jump back into a whole different topic about safety. And this is one that I promised I would try to follow up on because it hits home for me, especially back in December of last year, there was a huge tornado and it ran for an exceptionally long time. And when it touched the ground, it kept running through a lot of states and it affected a lot of communities. One of those communities affected was Mayfield, Kentucky. Even though I live south of that, I call that my hometown because that's where my high school was at. That's where my parents worked. Uh, that was the, the central hub of our county, of where we go. Uh, so that tornado ran pretty much right through the downtown. Absolute devastation that is still being cleaned up. There's still the remnants of it. We'll still be seeing pieces of this for years to come as we continue to rebuild, as we continue to do a lot of items. And there's been some amazing people who have participated and been part of that. And it's been amazing to see it, to hear about it, to read about it, to be in a community affected by something so devastating as a tornado of that size. So that was last year in December one of the stories that came out of it was there's a candle factory, the Mayfield Candle Factory. It had people trapped for a long time. Uh, there were people trapped inside, and there were a lot of, at first there was a lot of stories about people helping and looking for the good in it. And then it started to resolve that maybe some of the practices there were not as positive as intended in the beginning. 
And so the news story was released that OSHA did come across and, and issue fines, around $40,000 in fines, and most of it around emergency management, which isn't surprising given some of the stories that were told about what happened that night. It was well reported. The one thing the weather system did is they saw this horrible looking tornado and there was a lot of of warning ahead of time. Thank goodness, because I think that saved a lot of lives. It could have been as bad as it was. It could have been worse if we hadn't had the timing to be prepared. People were working there and instead of sheltering, um, there were rumors and there's talk of where Basically, they were told that you can't go home. If you go home, you're giving up your job. Be here. You've got to continue working. Uh, There were stories of that there wasn't really any good place to shelter, that exits weren't well acquired, that nobody, they weren't sure what to do, where to go. There was a lot of confusion, and there's a lot of speculation, and there's a lot of talk. I'm not going to speak like I'm an expert on that, uh, as I am not, but I know what I'm hearing from people and what I've read and what I've seen. And there was a lot of concerns around what happened that evening at that site. And so OSHA did come away with findings, uh, considering that the building was pretty much demolished from the tornado. I'm sure that there was a lot of interviews that happened. I'm sure there was a lot of review of anything that was existing after the fact. And I guess there's really no surprise that most of the findings were around emergency management, the lack of a bloodborne pathogen program, which essentially means first aid and assistance the lack of exits. So there evidently was a history of exits being blocked. There was a history of places to evacuate, places to shelter. Uh, And so OSHA found these items to be true and made the citations based on that. The organization did say they're going to contest them. I'm sure that's through an informal. Don't know if that's going to go. I'm sure that'll be very soon, given the timelines that happened. Uh, given the uncertainty of them rebuilding, not sure that anything will be really abated from that other than some arguments, maybe, and maybe it does go to court. We'll see how that gets handled as it progresses through time. This is unfortunate that certain people can run an organization and not have some form of safeguards, because to say that they're going to be able to contest all of those and and reduce all of their fines is probably unlikely. Are there a few they may be able to contest? Probably. There's always truth in the middle. I mean, OSHA is OSHA. They're there to help find things. I say help, but they're there to do findings. That's what their job is, is to cite, to find the issues. And, And sometimes that is spot on. Sometimes it's not. In this case, we do see that at this organization that there was a lot of findings about emergency management, and there were a lot of concerns from the people afterward that were being interviewed about emergency management. For me, that is a key indicator that there were issues with emergency management. No surprise there. This should be a lesson that these items, the way we treat people, is fundamental to our organization. We have to look at people as not just the resource to get the job done. They're human beings. And I, I say this all the time, and I know I'm, I'm right here talking to people who care about it. We are in the business of humanizing safety. And that seems like the most ridiculous thing I could ever say, but it's so true. Constantly, we are reminding our teams that this is not a, a number. This is not a cost center. This is not a another 
pocket of expense. This is a living, breathing human being with everything that comes with being human inside and outside of work, day in, day out, that they have to be a part of. And so we have to manage it that way. We have to be true leaders of people. If we are leading people the right way, safety is inherent. If we are leading people the right way, safety is inherent because good leadership is caring about the people fundamentally. And then that brings the desire to one, be legal. We want to follow the law. Two, we want to make sure harm does not come to our team. And then three, we want to keep getting better at it so that we're showing our team that we care. And in this case, it's a devastating devastating local reminder to me of why we are out there advocating for these changes. This is the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. So we are still in the brink of summer, so I do want to make a reminder, jumping topics here, that rest, water, and shade. If you're a worker outside, indoors, and it's hot weather, or even if you're finishing up some of your your summer work for your personal something you love being outside and doing, just remember to take those breaks. It is still exceptionally hot around the United States, and summer is beating down on us. I get sunscreen and heat stress reminders about every day to remind us that it's rest, making sure we're taking frequent breaks. Find those places of shade if you're outside. Set up something for shade. And also making sure that you're hydrating Make Keep the water flowing. Don't think that, oh, I'll finish up something. Have someone help you, remind you, bring you water. Do something to keep yourself hydrated, to keep yourself well in these uh, very hot times that still requires a lot of work outside, especially if you have a big yard like I do. A lot of work involved. Thanks for joining me on this episode. So happy that you're a part of it. Again, encourage you, please check out the My Health and Safety podcast. Fantastic content. Every episode is a ton of fun. And I think you should really check that. I think you'll love it. And until next time that we chat, stay safe. listening to the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast. Join the online conversation at www.markafrench.com. All opinions expressed on the podcast are solely attributed to the individual and not affiliated with any business entity. This podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes. It is not a substitute for proper policy, appropriate training, or legal advice. This has been the Leading and Learning Through Safety podcast.